Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me on location here in Nashville, my guest is a singer, songwriter, and guitar player who has opened for some of the biggest names in music, which I will list during the conversation today. He has penned numerous film scores, including on PBS and the CW Television Network, plus he had a song featured on a Netflix original series. He is a USO Ambassador representative and is the founder of the Roots Foundation, He has been working with Grammy Award-winning producer Skid Mills towards a new EP. You've been hearing a song of his entitled Circles. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Derek Norsworthy. I'm Bruce. I'm glad to be here today. It's been quite a busy few days here at NAMM, but really enjoying the scenery and glad to get up and talk with you. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Appreciate you making the time. Let's start off by having you talk about that song we were just playing called Circles. All right, so Circles, uh, we cut that song. uh, We were kind of late in the recording process for the new EP, and uh, we're kind of going through songs. And for me, lyrics are everything And uh, when it comes to music. And Circles is one of those songs that wouldn't necessarily be cut when you're an up-and-coming artist and you're trying to get you know pitched to labels and so forth uh skid the producer i was working with he goes you know we got to cut this and uh, for me it was great because the song it it is me i mean it describes me it it resonates with who i am as a writer and you know kind of the the concept of the song you know everything in life is full circle and it has the line in the chorus uh, where it says the world spins round. That's one thing that's certain. We try our best not to walk in circles, but yet that's what we're constantly doing. So that's the overall theme of the song. If we're going deep, um, but a lot of you know familiar lines in there that you know people can relate to uh, that kind of keep it where it's uh, understandable to a listener. And uh, I was proud to cut it. And uh, speaking of, and then with it being called circles, I reached out to a friend of mine, uh, Brad Arnold from Three Doors Down, and uh, he's just one of those guys that you know my whole life. He we came from the same hometown. Those guys made it, so, you know, as a kid, I'm like, you know, it can happen, you know, because yeah, those yeah. guys, you know, somebody makes it from your hometown, it gives you hope, and uh, so I reached out to him, and I sent him the song, and I was like, hey, look, uh, this song is special to me, if you like it, you know, come sing on it with me, if you don't, it won't hurt my feelings, and, you know, he got back with me, he's like, killer song, man, really love it, I'd love to come sing on it with you, so, uh, awesome. so you know, that was full circle within itself to you know be you know just a, a you know a younger guy playing music idolizing this guy and who has now became a friend and you know now got him singing on track with me so circles you know several meanings there but uh yeah, for sure but, uh, definitely uh definitely glad to have him on there and have the song out. so what did you mean in the early part of that answer when you said it's it's a song that probably otherwise wouldn't normally be cut by well, it's just you know it's just kind of where the industry's at um you know there's people don't dig too deep um you know especially when they're you know when you're looking at radio um but for me i think that when i started going into this ep one of my you know one of my you know kind of items that i wanted to hit i was like you know if people don't know you or they don't know who you are as an artist and you're trying to break as an artist they'll never know you because and it's important to lay that foundation on the front side of 
hey, you know, like, because you might, you may have the song, you may have a great song that gets played on the radio, and they're like, oh, well, you know, you're that guy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I heard Chris Jensen say the other day, like, I'm the buy me the boat guy, you know, which is, <laughs> you know, and, and I would love, you know, great song, but it's like, if you can go through and give, you know, your listeners a little piece of everything that you are, well, then they know who you are as a whole. And I think, you know, in any form of, you know, art or business, uh, you know, when you get to know people, it just builds for, you know, better relationships for the future. And, and uh, in, in my case, you know, growing fan base that, you know, understands me and, and, you know, where I'm at musically and, you know, who I am as a person. So, because it's our only way to really reach people is through music. Like, you know, we, as much as we love to shake hands and conversate with every person, our music, you know, is our conversation with the yeah. fans. So, uh, so that's kind of, a, you know, a short, long-winded answer. Well, and especially because in this day and age of all these different distribution platforms, your music is going to go around the world, and as much as you would like to be out there shaking hands and kissing babies, as they say, this first impression that people are going to get of you in Australia, in France, in China, Mm -hmm. wherever, is going to be, okay, this is the song, this is the picture I'm forming in my head of this guy. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, as the artist, a lot of times, you know, people are like, well, you know, you ought to hear this stuff, but I, you know, we get that a lot with, you know, friends of ours, let me let you hear this song. No, it's not something we would cut, you know, but I want you to hear it, because we're, you know, no matter what musicians or artists are out there doing, they're always, at heart, they're, you know, it's, it's art. And there, there's always some, you know, special song or, you know, or there's a different part of them that we don't always know. And just especially as a breakout artist, you're not really, you know, given that luxury. But with, you know, you know, the digital services coming out and streaming, like you said, you never know. Like circles may be huge in France or China. And, you know, another song may be better, like top 40 country in the U.S. So... Um, that was just kind of you know why I wanted to record it, and mainly just for people to hear it, and hopefully they relate to it. I like it. Uh, here at NAM, I'm sure there are a lot of familiar faces for you, what with your having a few endorsements, uh, plus you were even an exhibitor artist at Winter NAM. Mm-hmm. Yep, so uh, I have got an endorsement with McPherson uh, two years ago now, and uh, they're extremely, you know, just, you know, just a great company, great people. Uh, everybody there is solid. Uh, that's led to, you know, now I'm endorsed by Kaiser and West Holmes. And uh, so I've just been making the rounds here today and trying to see everybody. And we had a perform today at one. So I'm just trying to, you know, see everybody and shake hands. And, and uh, you know, because we don't get to see these people unless it's at NAM, you know. Yeah. <laughs> McPherson's out of Wisconsin, so don't get up that way a whole lot, you know. But uh, so it's good to see everybody and, you know, kind of make the rounds. But Yeah, know. and it's a good thing that it happens twice a year so that at the same time you can make sure that, that you're out there. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, obviously, you can communicate as much as you want over email or telephone or text, but, you know, to see each other a couple times a year and maintain those relationships, it's beneficial for both of you. Yeah, and that, that's me, man. I'm all about, you know, it, from, you know, when I first started getting into music, you know, there's so many relationships that are built, but it's always been about organic relationships. For me, like, like Lori, my rep at McPherson, like, I go up, like, we don't just shake, she knows me, I know her, you know, I ask about her grandkids, and she asks about, you know, so it's, to me... That's how you get longevity in those relationships, and that's that's what to me that's what I want as an artist. I want to be able to work with people that you know that I, that I know and that you know like me for everything that I am and what I do and support me, and uh, that kind of makes for you know a better relationship altogether. Yeah, and for those of you who are listening, who are yourself an up and coming and aspiring artist, heed Derek's indirect advice because what he's saying is you don't want to just go up to these different companies, even if they are already sponsoring you, and always just have your hand out, because those relationships that you're talking about are what the people are going to remember. They're going to remember Derek Norsworthy, the person, mm-hmm. and say, oh, this is why we do business with Derek Norsworthy, the artist. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, very definitely. That's very important. Um, and you know, the thing is, is, and you just said something that, that resonates with me. You know, there's you got a lot of people that go and they want to. You know, I mean, everybody wants you know a, a discounted price on gear. They want to get free gear, and that's understandable. And there's people that have you know paid dues that d- deserve it. But you got to go in there. For me, I'm humbled and just honored to be you know even recognized by these people. No matter, I don't want to say like, oh, I've done this and this, and I deserve that. Like for somebody who don't know you, who wants to build a relationship with you, and you know. For, you know, you endorse their companies and their gear. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. That's to me. That's when itself. That's that's a you know, it's an honor to be able to do that. So, but help me out here because there's a there's a line that an artist has to walk between. You know, obviously, you don't want to go there with your hand out. You want to tell them, here's how I think I can help your company. But how do you do that without sounding really egotistical and saying, this is why I can help you? Yeah. You know, in other words. I know what I'm supposed to say, but I also don't want to sound like I'm talking from my ego. How do, yeah. how do you suggest that that gets done? For me, it's always, uh, when I go and speak with people, like I, I, I go into the relationship with, if, I don't even try to open the door unless I feel like I can add some value you know, to that company, which I think is important because they're adding value to you by you know, you know, giving you gear or, or you know, giving you percentages on gear. So what value you know, can you bring to that company? So if I was giving advice on how to do it, not that I'm an expert, but like what value, you know, be real with yourself, what value can you bring to the company? Is the company the right fit for you? Is it something that you truly love and you want to play or is it just yeah. something you want to see if you can get? So I think at that point, once you feel like you can bring value to a company and then you go and you meet the people, and for me, I, I, I like to send them information like I get like, like, a, like a NAM. I'm gonna go up I'm gonna meet people and we're gonna see if we can spark an organic relationship I'm gonna send them my stuff and let them decide you know here's what I've done you know like you know when you start reading your bio it feels like bragging a lot of times but you got to have that information in there because you need people to know yeah. what you're doing yeah. so it's kind of a fine line there I just you know here's what we're doing here's what we've done here's how many people we're reaching you know if there's you know a partnership or you got a spot for me in your artist program I like your instruments because of this, or I like your company I like because of I this, like and then we go from there. I like you know? it. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not. Uh, here's how I can help you. I have insert social media following here. That's great. They're going to want to know how many people you've got combined over those different platforms. But that's not all. So I like, I like everything you're saying. And uh, we recorded what would end up being 12 episodes of this show at the Winter Nam show this past January in California, having been on location for those at the Tascam booth. Uh, and Derek, I'm told that. You use the Tascam US1800 interface for your home demos? You're, you're laying down stuff on your own? Yeah, yeah. I love the, the Tascam stuff. I bought it probably uh, a few years back. And it just the price point, the quality, all the reviews I read, I mean, there, there was really nothing that compared to it for what I needed at home. So, like, I use it for, you know, recording drums. I, I record vocal certain guitars. It's, it's my one-stop shop in my home studio for everything that I do demo-wise. And honestly, I mean, you can go to a big studio now, but like if you've got a solid interface like one of the Tascam 1800s um, and you you know know a little bit about what you're doing in your DAW, you can come up with some pretty competitive demos just from, you know, in your home studio. So, uh, you know, a company like Tascam that provides high quality at an affordable price point for somebody like me who's, you know, still, you know, you know, you can't go out and buy, you know, uh, an SSL board or something. But hey, 
you know, I can get good tracks into my DAW and I can compete, you know, with what's what's there. So uh, definitely they make, you know, making great products and I love their products anyways. Nice, nice. Well, um, we've got a lot of ground to cover here with Derek and stay tuned because of course, as you know, listeners, I will be giving out his website address and all his social media. But in the meantime, um, Derek, what about this new EP of yours? I mentioned in the intro that you're working with Skid Mills, but what, what is the update on that project? So where we're at right now, uh, we've got most of the tracking done uh, for five songs. Uh, you know, as an artist, you always want to, you know, you, you write 200 songs and they're like, okay, let's cut five. But, you know, <laughs> this, this is your shot. Yeah. So uh, we've got five tracked at the time. I'm hoping to get to, I'm hoping to record uh, at least three or four more before we actually, you know, press anything and send it out. Uh, but where we're at in the process is we're in the mixing phase. We got mostly everything is tracked uh some of the songs that are coming back we're like hey we like where they're at we may tweak it like circles that you heard at the beginning of the program uh you know it's close to you know close to what it'll be you know upon release and uh so we're just figuring out you know what needs what um after we kind of get you know everything mixed down and, and, and where we're at there so mixing and uh probably looking maybe putting out a single maybe uh sometime you know in the fall and then releasing um sometime like mid-october Okay, yeah, that, that was that was going to be my question, is the timetable of, of when people can look at it, or I'm sorry, look for it. Um, I'm sure that obviously people can just follow you on social media to get updates as you continue through and, and get closer to the release, you'll, you'll be posting yeah, news. Yeah, I've been trying to bring people, you know, I've been trying to keep stuff posted and, and let people kind of see what I'm doing in the studio on social media, you know, to the extent that I can. And, uh, and we've, we've talked about some crazy things about maybe, you know, releasing a uh, like a live studio session of, of the band performing oh, wow. all the songs prior to the release wow just kind of i mean I, I think that you know to me it's all about fans it's all about being real and people understanding you so i think if you know if we you know if we're able to pull this off which has been in discussion where we can bring you know the cameras in and everything in to to give the fans a recording of you know kind of what happens and how it happened and us kind of performing these songs prior to release i just think it takes that relationship you know a lot deeper and again I mean that's our chain for reaching those people so I'll, you know if it's within my power I want to get it to them. Well and you know nowadays obviously video is so big and really you're always having to challenge yourself with what can I deliver to the fans that I don't want to say that they're not expecting but that is a little different and, and maybe has an exclusive feel to it and let's face it very 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 few of them if any are going to get a chance to be inside a recording studio so if you can take them inside there and say look here we are doing it you know then hats off to you because that's a great idea yeah, that's you know that we're shooting for you know if, if, if it's within you know reach and something we can make work and, and and you know more than that like i mean you could go with an iphone but i want to give them something like hey like this i want them to be able to enjoy the music you know and i want it to be i want the quality to be you know up to par where something they can you know plug in or you know put their headphones in and listen to it and say uh, well, that's how it sounds, you know, without all the bells and whistles and just the band, and, you know, just something that's, you know, real. And that, in whatever form we have to do that, I want to do some version of that, whether it be acoustic or if it's full band. Full band would be, you know, ideal because, you know, we, and that, for me, I love it loud with everybody. But, um, so, yeah, that's something we're trying to, you know, put out there for the Well, fans. to me, you know, and as someone that's just meeting you for the first time, to me, that gives me a very professional image of you that... You know, and, and listeners don't take this the wrong way because if you do an iPhone version, you're still giving your, your followers something. But to me, that tells me that you're very committed to just a world-class image and you're saying, you know what, let's not just do that. Let's do this 
as top shelf as we can and really give people something that they're going to say, wow, not only was this neat from an insider's perspective, but it was a very powerful video. Yeah, and, and you're going to, you know, and the thing is, it goes back to the, you know, the bringing value to your fans, you know. It, you know, if you give them something like that and then you're going to come out and ask for, you know, five or ten bucks for them to buy your EP, well, they've got your EP, but, like, give them, give them what you can, you know. Like, I mean, they're... They're listening to your music. They're supporting you. They're coming to shows. They're buying tickets. So I'm all about bringing as much value as, as absolutely works. And if that's something that I can do that makes sense, I want to you know I want to do that for the fans. I love it. I love it. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me on location today here at the Summer NAM Show in Nashville is singer, songwriter, guitar player Derek Norsworthy. Do visit his official website. It's DerekNorsworthy.com. For someone who's got a long last name like Wozniak, I I don't know, I find, I want to say it's spelled just like it sounds, but if there's any doubt, just look at the title of this episode on your listening device so you can check out his website, DerekNorsworthy.com. And he is very much on, in, on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and even Snapchat. As far as Derek's music that's already out, you heard him talking about his upcoming EP, but what he already has available you can find at iTunes and on other online music retailers. And speaking of online purchases, if you're going to do anything at all through Amazon, please go there by starting at nhte.net. Click on the tall Amazon banner to go over there, and they will kick a small percentage of the sale at no extra cost to you back to this show. If you love this show so much that you want to make any kind of contribution, thank you ever so much. It would mean the world to me. You can do that through Patreon. There's a button for our campaign at nhte.net, or you can go directly to patreon.com nhte. There is also a Facebook group for this show where you can go and talk about this show, talk with other listeners, talk with some musicians who are in there. It's called NHTE Listeners if you want to look it up on Facebook. Otherwise, just go to nhte.net and click on the button for the Facebook group. If you want to write in, even just to say hello and don't even have a question or a comment, just to let me know that you're out there, podcast at nhte.net is the email address. I'll give you that again later as well. nhte.net is also where you can sign up for the e-newsletter, and there are icons there so that you can listen to this show on other platforms and take it with you on the go. iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Do make sure that you're subscribing, and please help us out. Tell a friend about Now Hear This Entertainment. Engage with us through social media via Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or Instagram. There are links to all of those at nhte.net. Derek, wow, I'm going to have to like take a deep breath for this. This, this list of major national acts that you've opened for. Uh, unreal. Check this out, listeners. Blake Shelton, Miranda Lambert, Eric Church, Thompson Square, Parmalee, Brantley Gilbert, Charlie Daniels, Three Doors Down, Alabama. I'm out of breath. <laughs> Believe it or not, there are still others. Um, I, I feel like we could do an entire interview about just all that. How, how in the world have you gotten so many tremendous opportunities and please do some storytelling give us a couple um, highlights I mean, then, you out know, of all that getting on you know getting those dates with those major artists to me um it, honestly just you know a lot of phone calls a lot of hard work a lot of research goes into that um i have it signed with a booking agent at this point um once wow. again i want to get wow. to a level of you know where like i need i wanted a new product before i did i didn't want to just sign a booking deal and go play and you know for a product that i wasn't really you know currently out supporting so uh i mean as far as the legwork we've just been you know really just busting out and, and doing everything uh you know Amazing. on our own at this point Amazing. And, uh, <laughs> so, so impressive so you know like and then then you get a date with like blake or somebody and it, it's again it's an honor, it's a blessing to be there. And then you get to size up, like, you know, like you want to be where Blake Shelton's at, here's what you're up against. So, uh -huh. 
And wow. so you get to go there, and you, I mean, and all these people, were, you know, we've been, you know, had the opportunity to tour with, have been awesome, and we've learned so much from these guys over the past, you know, three years now, and and so, so several, you know, we get in front of more fans, but we're, you know, we're learning things from these guys that, you know, they've been doing it for 25 years. I go, we we were with Blake Shelton in Wisconsin a couple weeks back, and I'm just standing side stage. And you know everybody out front is you know they enjoy the show because he's a, he's an incredible entertainer. He's a, he had just his magnetic personality on stage, and I'm I'm watching and like you know I've been playing on stage for ten years myself, but I mean to sit there and get a front row seat to not just watch Blake Shelton as an entertainer, but watch how he conveys with the fans and you know things he's doing like that's it's priceless. And uh, so just to have the opportunity to be out you know with guys like that or uh, you know, you know, seeing guys like Alabama that you know you grew up, you know, listen, your parents listening to, and then you get to share the stage. I mean, it's just it, it really is truly just a, a blessing to be able to do that, and uh, you know, and a lot of hard work goes into it. But I, once again, I mean, it's a, a competitive industry, and if, you know, if you want a spot, you want to, you know, you know, be on those, you know, those platforms where you get to reach people like a Blake Shelton or Miranda Lambert. Um, think you just got to get out there and, and compete. I, I love how professional you are. I love how committed you are. I love how successful you are. And, and the fact that you just said that you did all that without a booking agent. So 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 exhale and tell us a fun story. <laughs> I mean, out of all uh, that long... So here, so here, here's, a, here's how it kind of goes. Cool. Uh, so, so I would say probably, you know, just say like, so here's my, here's my process. I'm about to let you in on some stuff. So I get up every day and I've got a list. Like it's a long list. It's a. I go through and I check artists. I check their tour schedules. I see what they've added that's within the region or within driving distance of a show. Wow. And so I try to work the routing out. Hey, these are potential shows that I can do in May that go with the shows I've already got. So then I start reaching out. I'll start at a venue. And sometimes, you know, just depending on the venue, the venue will open up and, hey, you know, we've got that date filled. But for the most part, I would say probably... 60 or 70 percent they don't they're not going to respond like they're not they're not you don't bring no value to them so then you know at that point you look at you know okay well now i've got to go reach out to you know their booking agent so you start contacting william morris caa and i've been very very uh you know they've been very good to me in the sense that they've given me these opportunities to open for their you know national artists and those those spots you know you would just think like like i can't hardly get a show opening for a national act in my hometown. Like it's, and the reason being is just those spots are so hard to come by. So you've got to be looking way beyond your hometown. You've got to be looking for gaps in the system. And that's what I do. I go, you know, I look for, you know, gaps of these major guys where they don't have a supporting act and that's mm. what I target. And then I'll build shows around that to get me there and wow. get me back home. Wow. Um, and it, it's really, you know, just hustle. And, uh, like, do, but, do you feel like you just hit a, a grand slam home run when one of them? Answers yeah, yeah. That I mean, it, I mean, it literally. I mean, it's probably. I mean, you, you got to figure. I mean, you got all these guys out touring, and you look at everything from you look at everything from the college bars to the to the biggest stages, and you, I just you know comb through it and start you know contact people. I mean, it's it's. I mean, you probably figure you know out of every forty you know emails or something or, or contacts you make. Uh, you might get one show, but the relationships you build, and in, in my sense, hey, you know these guys did right with Eli Young band. They, you know, they we went out, played with them on a couple shows. They liked us, so the next time they were back around, or they were in that 
then we pick up the phone and you're able to contact their agent. You contact yeah. their manager and you got that relationship built there. And they know like, oh, these guys are going to come out and they'll do a good job. They're easy to work with. Yeah. You know, they didn't, yeah. So that's, it's just really been a hustle. But then again, for me, where music's at right now, I think that's what you got. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to a record label and be like, how can you help me? I want to be like, here's what I've done. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I, and I've gotten to this point and now I think, we could partner because I'm going to need you to take that next step. Well, and it's not unlike contacting some of these folks to try to get an opening spot and being able to, to rattle off the list that I just rattled off all these. All of a sudden, it's, okay, you know, I think this guy must be pretty good. If he's, if he's open for, for all these folks, he's probably good enough for this spot that, that we're talking about right now. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus, let's talk about photos, since I am someone who is on the receiving end with this podcast in terms of requesting pictures from the guests. This is especially important since more and more artists are getting people they know to do photos for them instead of hiring a professional photographer. Make sure you have a full variety of pictures for people who request them. That means close-ups, full body shots, performing shots and posed shots, and a nice mix of horizontal and vertical layouts. The person you are sending them to will be grateful for having options available to suit their needs. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Derek, let, let's go back though. You, you've, you've got a story. We're going to go way back. You've got a story about being eight years old and your dad's band playing at a large festival. Go ahead and, and share that with yeah, the listeners. Yeah, so there's, this, there's a large festival that happens. Uh, it's about 30 miles uh, west of my hometown, uh, down on the coast uh, in Biloxi, Mississippi. And uh, my dad, when I, when I grew up, he, he played in, you know, different bands and stuff and was a drummer. And uh, I really didn't have a whole lot of interest in music at an early age. Like, I mean, we're talking like five or six. When I got about ten, that all changed. And mm-hmm. I don't know, he probably got scared <laughs> at that point. Um, but I think, you know, they played this festival one year. And I remember we pulled up and uh, we are in my dad's truck. And they were doing an opening act. I, forget, I think they were opening for, like, Tracy Lawrence or something. They were a country band. And, I mean, we pull up and, uh, I mean... This is the way Daddy rolled. I mean, he had his drums in the back of the truck. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, no big... So, And I'm just, I'm tickled, you know. I'm just a kid there, and we're, we're growing up here, and there's buses and stuff, so my eyes are lighting up. And uh, and, and that day, uh, Daddy played a lot of places, but it was like bars and stuff, and, you know, it just wasn't somewhere I could go watch him play. So I only got to catch him in the living room. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, anytime he could bring him in, I was a sidekick, so anytime I could go somewhere or do something with him, I was there. And... Uh, so they're getting ready for this show, and he brings me with them that day. And I got to sit, like I sat on like a little bucket beside his drums and through the whole show, which tells you, that, I mean, my dad, I mean, just, I mean, just an incredible father, and you know, and you know, bringing me out 
and sent how, me there, being patient. Now, now that I'm older, I'm like, man, he was patient to bring me and sent me <laughs> through all that. And uh, so I sat there, and you know, they played the show. And uh, so you fast forward, I don't how many, you know, so let's just say ten years. And uh, I got the call, you know, to go and, and headline the festival, and uh, it was just, it's like crazy because like the kid that was here then had a slight interest in music never would have dreamed that you would have gotten that spot in your hometown Amazing. and like just and then you know then my you know my dad was there with me it's just awesome. just one of those awesome things i mean and it wasn't it was like it was a you know you think about like last week or a couple weeks ago at country fest it's like twenty five thousand people but for me it, that moment with my dad that's huge to me i mean because i mean as a you know as a as a boy you know his daddy's his hero watches him play his whole life and you get to go do that i mean it just it was moving you know i mean you just know that kind of lets you know like hey you know you're on the you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing so that was a big moment for me uh talking about those younger years derek now i don't want to steal your thunder you've also got a story about having started a band at age 15. yeah yeah so i got you know i don't know what happened i started writing songs like i was like I think I was like in seventh grade when I actually started like, hey, I'm going to like put all these ideas I've got, I'm going to start writing. And I started writing. I don't know what happened, but this burning desire came over me for music. And uh, so I put a band together. And um, at, at that time, I was playing drums. My dad was a drummer, so, you know, that was what I was playing. We didn't have a singer. And uh, so, you know, I was like, you know, I'm not scared. I'm writing. So, I'll, you know, I'll, start, I'll try to learn how to sing. That's, you know, it's pretty terrible, you know, when I started. I'm not going to sit there and say I just started off on Frank Sinatra. But um, uh, so, yeah, we started that band. And, uh, you know, just a lot of, luckily had a lot of guys had a lot of drive for a young age. And, you know, we went and played all throughout high school. We played a lot of shows. We played, uh, we wrote probably 30 or 40 original songs, you know, as, wow. you know, young. We, kind of made the thing at that point like hey we want to do original music not covers like all the other kids our age were doing wow. so uh, we went to a local studio and you know, we cut 15 songs for our first CD wow. and, like, you know like any band like that band when we graduated high school like you know people were going to college and you know music was more of a hobby but like at that point it's probably when I felt just that desire and fire more than ever because like when everything started kind of fizzling like it just made me want it more and I'm like I'm never gonna give it like this is this is me. I'll be doing this till I die. So, um, just you know, once again, just you know, perseverance and, and being you know, just hooked on music. That's a pretty mature approach to take at 15 to say, okay, you know what, we we got to do original stuff and, and differentiate ourselves from everyone else because everyone is doing doing covers. And then you put a, another band together in college, uh, which oh by the way. He graduated with an RN degree. That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, I started college, and kind of the deal was at this point, like, I'm ate up with music. I don't went and played shows. I didn't, you know, it, it was just, you know, I live, you know, just walk it, talk it, breathe it. <laughs> and uh, so I, we put a band back together, and college started. And, uh, you know, we're going to college, and we're, start, we're kind of picked up where the other band, you know, left off at. And we're playing college towns and doing this kind of stuff. And still we're doing, like, uh, still doing like 70 percent original music even in these wow. college towns which wow. i look back now i'm like how do we how do we how do we <laughs> convince these people to even book us and how <laughs> not doing covers so we put that band back together and uh the deal was you know my dad was like you know look i want you to do music son but i want you to you know like if you'll do this for me i want you to go to school so i was like deal i'll go to school and i'm just one of those hard-headed people that like i'm gonna if i start it i'm gonna finish it you mm -hmm. know 
And uh, so I did, uh, I went to nursing school. I was like, you know, I think I'd like to be, you know, a nurse. So uh, you get into nursing school and you get two years in in nursing school. I think it's tough when you're, you know, finishing the last couple of years. Um, but I really uh, scheduled my life and just kind of set things up to where music was part of that. And I would, you know, do things. I'd get to school early and study in the mornings or I would study uh, on my lunch break so I could practice that night. Wow. And my instructor <laughs> came to me at one point and she was, she was like, you're never going to finish school playing music. And I'm like, and I, I'm just one of those, like, tell me I won't. Like, and I mean, and, and so, because, you know, I do things like, I remember one night in particular, this is probably when she, the day she said this the day after, is I'd had a, a show on a Thursday night, like three hours away. So, you know, we, I get the trailer, we leave from school, we go to the show, we play, we drive wow. back. I got class at 8 a.m., slept in the parking lot, until wow. you know like 6 a.m but it, like for me i knew at that point it wasn't like i knew that i was doing it for i wanted to i wanted to you know i wanted to be established i wanted to be you know i want to be a great artist a great musician so like in doing that you don't have the opportunity to go out or you don't even want to go out and like do all the party and all the crazy stuff like we're here to handle business yeah we're here building a brand and i got business to handle tomorrow you know, awesome. back at class. So, I mean, that was a couple of years. I mean, it, I mean, it was tough, but it was really, really a scheduling thing. I mean, I would, I really put forth a lot of time, and I would not leave school. And I would, I would go, I'd stay at the library, and uh, that way I wouldn't be distracted, wouldn't have any outs, you know. And so when I go, I turn my phone off, and I'm like putting four hours into the library, mm. and I'm not going out to do this or awesome. hey, I'll catch you guys later. I'm just going to eat a sandwich and lot. So it's just, you know, a lot of sacrifice. But I knew that music was where I wanted to be, and I went on to graduate and everything. Did so. you ever put the RN degree to use at all? I worked for about six months when I got out of school, and then just music started picking up. And, wow, uh, so, what a blessing. So I, so I keep my license, you know. So Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I do the, you know, the license and continuing education stuff, but yeah. Um, I still, you know, hopefully I never have to use it. <laughs> well, in the meantime, he is singer, songwriter, guitar player Derek Norsworthy. We are here at the Summer NAMM show in Nashville. Check him out online at DerekNorsworthy.com. And, of course, all over social media, Derek is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and even Snapchat. As far as his music, you can purchase it through iTunes and all the usual online music retailers, CD Baby and several others. Amazon, of course, if you're going to go there for his music or for anything whatsoever, please start at nhte.net. Click on the tall Amazon banner to get there. Yes, it will open the app on your phone if that's how you're trying to get there. Patreon is the campaign that we have for you to support our show with a financial contribution. There's some nice thank you rewards there as well. Check it out at patreon.com slash nhte. Join our Facebook group. It's called NHTE Listeners. Drop me a note just to say hello. Let me know what part of the country or the world you are listening from. The email address is podcast at nhte.net. And do sign up for the e-newsletter there. And remember, you don't have to sit in front of your computer to listen to the show. It's on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. There are icons for all of those at nhte.net to make it easy to find it. Please subscribe and tell a friend and engage with us on social media via Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. There are icons for all of those at nhte.net. Derek, uh, what about all these placements that you've gotten? I mentioned in the intro that you've penned numerous film scores and that you've even gotten placements on PBS and the CW television network. How has all that come together, all all this success that, that you're having that way? And then also... Um, I wonder, is there any way to measure the direct impact that those placements have had, meaning like sales that they've translated into, or maybe at least 
other opportunities that have come from the exposure created by having your songs in those TVs and films? I would say, you know, you know, more so uh, in the exposure that, you know, this came from being, you know, affiliated with these programs. Most of the time when you have a placement, you don't know the song. I mean, now that some programs now they'll, you know, tell you who the artist is, yeah. who the song is. Um, but more so, um, you know, being, once again, going back and being able to bring that, you know, value, hey, this song was featured here and, you know, here's how many people saw it, heard it. And uh, once, just, you know, the, once again, the opportunity to have the song, you know, I got my first song placed when I was, uh, I think it was 19, and it was like wow. one of those high school recordings, and uh, they uh, they used it, it was called Ready to Go, and they used it on a roller coaster at Six Flags, and they, ah. that was their little thing. Wow. So, so we got the, you know, the, the email back on that, and we were like, really? Like, I mean, it's how, like... How does something like that come up? Because I never like even thought the, of that. Yeah, this was like back in the days of like MySpace, and uh, so when... They uh, they just reached out to us on MySpace. Hey, we were checking your music out. Wow. We really think this wow. song would fit for a roller coaster. I so never that, even thought of that. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> it was great. And then, um, and then most recently, you know, with the uh, the last chance you with uh, East Mississippi Community College, I'm a Mississippi boy. I played football and baseball all throughout high school. Um, and once again, that was from I had scholarships to go play baseball. And I'm like, I'm playing, I'm doing music. So I <laughs> got rid of the scholarships, went to school. And, um, but like with that, I, it came through me, you know, um, with, uh, uh, an attorney by the name of Mike Prescona, who I work with stuff on like entertainment law. And, uh, he's like, Hey, look, he's like, uh, they're doing this, uh, Netflix series up in Scuba, Mississippi. I had no idea that this school had won now four national championships on the JUCO level. Uh-huh. And what it basically, what it is, they, they found out the story of this school is like, these guys get these D1 scholarships and there's these incredible athletes and they either don't have their grades or they have conduct issues, they send them here. Wow. And they go to one semester and wow. they play there and they've got like the, one of the most incredible football teams <laughs> in the nation. Didn't even know it. He's like, anyways, he's like, Netflix is going to do, you know, you know, they're going to do a series on them, see if you can write something for it. So I'm like, you know, this is like, I'm like, so I go back, I'm like, you know, I'm going back to the football, baseball, all the stuff that, you know, I kind of, you know, grew up with. And I'm like, this is like, this is like, this is me. Like, I'm just going to write, you know, what I feel and what I think these guys, you know, are feeling. So I submitted it, turned it in. The president of the university calls. He's like, hey, I love it. When can y'all record it? Wow. We want it. So, you know, that's, that's what, you know, cool. being a part of their school. And then we went on to, we performed at their national championship halftime show. So, just been some cool stuff, yeah. and uh, you know, just you know, it's, it always goes back to the power of a song, you know. Yeah, and it all adds up, you know, promotionally. Obviously, there's there's value to each of those, but but when you accumulate that whole long list, it's like the the artist that I was reading off before. A, another one is uh, I mentioned in in the open that you are a USO ambassador representative. What all does that entail? So basically, with USO, what we do, uh, this kind of started. Uh, I knew that. It, <laughs> I would like to say that I'm like a small-scale philanthropist because it's like you, you're doing all this stuff and you got to make time for everything, but I'm all about giving back. And uh, just, they're like, where I'm from in my hometown, there's a military base there and these guys, they, they do a lot of stuff there. And I'm like, you know, I want to go do shows for these people. I want to go and, you know, when I've got time or i got to get my schedule, I want to go, you know, perform for these people to pay my respects back, you know, for the service they provide to the country. Nice. So in doing so, we know we kind of sparked a relationship with USO, and, and that's kind of you know led to doing more shows and having more opportunities to you know go and do those same things. And uh, we continue to work with them, you know, you know a lot even you know even now. And 
you know, I, I represent their brand and what they do, and uh, and just so it was more of a philanthropic giving back things where it started, and then it just turned into a relationship to where it kind of builds, you know, uh, you know, as everything kind of you know picks up. Cool, I like it. I like it. Tell the listeners all about the Roots Foundation that you created. So, like, what's the said again? Probably, I would, you know, I don't want to be overstepping, but I mean, like, a- amateur philanthropist. Like, my, my philanthropy <laughs> goals are like, I, I was meeting somebody the other day, and they're like, it sounds like you want to do more for people than you want to do for your career. And I'm like, kind of, I mean, yeah, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand, you know, you got to, I think that every time you're, you know, given an opportunity or you bless with something, you, why not take it and, and help, you don't, you never know what you're going to do for somebody else, you know, you never know. Uh, who you're going to touch through music or who needs that help and I think that's what we're all just put here to do is help each other out and uh, you know so when I can give back I do what we do with Roots in Mississippi uh, you know the, our car tags say the birthplace of America's music we, you know you unless you go to Clarksdale you don't see that I mean in Clarksdale where the you know, blues was founded and you know the guys moved from Clarksdale to Chicago and formed jazz um but there's so much rich culture in our state and it's not really like it's not really in schools like you know on the it it goes back to a lot of things funding and just you know just a lot of things like that but so i was like you know what can i do like what like what is realistic for me to be able to go and you know help get this in schools help let people know like you know children go to school like here in nashville they're embraced with the opportunity to go do you know, be a songwriter, be an A&R person, have a podcast back home, it's like you go to the shipyard or you go, you know, work at the power plant. That's that's mm-hmm. what that's where that's kind of where it goes. And I'm like, we gotta like start doing education. So we teamed up with the Mississippi Songwriters Alliance, which does a lot of good things in the state, uh, with roots, and we started going into schools and we developed an education program with like a curriculum where we go in in the fall every year and we pick these schools, we go in, we do songwriting education we let them know about things that can happen in the business and we're starting it like very young like i mean we're starting with like first graders wow. and just kind of trying to get wow. that spark and uh you know we give you know guitars and stuff to the schools and go back and follow up with them and i'm hoping that's a program that at some point you know given you know have the time or you know just the the resources to go back and just grow that you know uh, and, and just kind of keep, you know, bringing back to the, you know, giving back to the arts within, you know, my state and hopefully, you know, nationally and globally one day. It's just, it's something that's important to me. Fantastic. Fantastic. We're going to close today with a song of yours called Raised on the Radio. Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please. So, you know, we go back, we're talking about my dad and uh, my dad had this, when I think about this song, my dad had this 86 blue Ford long bass F-150. And I would ride around in this truck with him all the time. You know, I was my dad's sidekick. And he had like this, like a, like a box that he kept tapes in. And we listened to so much music back then. I mean, it was everything from like Leonard Skinner, Marsha Tucker Brand, Hank. I mean, you name it, we listened to it. I mean, Van Halen. It, it, my dad had, I mean, very, very, you know, wide genre of, of music he listened to. And so... We started, you know, you know, written a ton of songs and done a bunch of stuff, and I, you know, started thinking one day. I was like, you know, like I was like raised, you know, on the radio. I got, that's how that's how this came about. And I think to a sense we all are. I mean, music shapes culture, shapes the life, shapes who we are. And so, uh, 
actually I co-wrote that with my producer Skid Mills. I went in one day. I was telling him about this. He's like, "We got to write that." So we just come up with all this stuff, and I'm like, "Let's just think of let's write all the songs down that like that meant something to us when we were growing up." And so we write all this stuff down. So then like we start just putting the titles together. So it's like. We're born to run. We're living on a prayer. Burning hearts like Jack and Diane. And uh, I was, that's kind of how it all started. We're like, this is cool. And then we're like, are we just musicians like caught up in this? And, I'm, and then he's like, no, you know, like this is a real thing. Like people, you know, we don't realize how much radio shapes yeah. culture. Yeah. And he's like, so he's like, let's write it. So we wrote it and uh, we let it, you know, kind of put it in the oven, let it bake, see if we liked it and came back to it and like, we think we're going to record this so you know I hope people you know are able to relate to it and uh, maybe there's a song in there that you know meant something to them you know growing up or even currently um, and that's uh, that's kind of what it was about and uh, glad for y'all to hear it today on this program awesome well Derek you said uh, that you're a philanthropist and, and that you love giving back you've given me about 45 minutes of your time and I'm really grateful for that thank you so much and oh. continued best wishes with all you're doing thank you for if I could stay all day and talk I would but I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to be on your show and thank you guys for reaching out yeah I sure appreciate it listeners that will do it for this week's episode of now hear this entertainment a tremendous thanks to singer songwriter guitar player Derek Norsworthy do check him out online again his official website is DerekNorsworthy.com look at the title of this episode on your listening device so you can get the proper spelling of his name to check out his website do engage with him on social media so that means like his Facebook page follow him on Twitter and Instagram Subscribe to his YouTube channel and then watch and like the videos on there. Don't forget that he's on Snapchat as well. For that matter, tell him that you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, do purchase Derek's music. It's available on iTunes, CDBaby.com, and all the usual online music retailers. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Engage with the show, too. Go to nhte.net and click on the icon to go join the Facebook group. You can also write in via the email address podcast at nhte.net. Get with us on the various social media platforms that you'll find links to at nhte.net. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Please also consider supporting the show with a donation through Patreon. There's a button at nhte.net for that. And check out the t-shirts and hats at nhte.net as well. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Derek Norsworthy. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Raised on the Radio.